Yo, we made it to another uh, Wednesday night. Vibrant, the maybe most fun thing that happens all week for me personally. I don't know. There's a lot of competition, but what's up, Dan Shukas, Shuk Daddy? How you doing? What's good, Chance? I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm pretty excited for this one. There was already a lot of participation before we hit go. I think I've got like a million astrology memes in the uh, call in line. So that's fun. Nice. Nice. But what's new with you? We haven't talked for a while. I think the last time was on your show, right? Yeah. You talked to me on my show when I was going through my like new age questioning and like you were about to go uh, Christian. About in theory. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that. It's been it's it's been a long trip since then, but that man that that was like the beginning of I think that was the beginning of the fall when you were on my show, and then you were the last episode before I took a pretty substantial break, and then came back. So it's kind of how it goes with me. I'm kind of like firing out episodes sometimes, and then totally like pulled back at other times, but trying to just keep trucking. So. Keep on so, chucking. Yeah. Well, what have you been doing in that break? Like just focusing on the Moonstone Quill? Tell people about that because I've seen your band live and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Um, that's a whole. See, this is where I'm at lately. I've got a day job, which is pretty, pretty matrixy, pretty like it's it's not corporate. It's like a small business, but it's a very like nine to five get your health insurance paid, get your salary. And, and I've got that. I've got cosmic keys, which is my podcast. And then I've got moonstone quill, which is my band. And I'm so at the end of the day, I'm so grateful to have those three things. And I I'm for different reasons. I'm just like stoked on those three things and grateful, but constantly I'm just like, the fuck like i i hate editing this shit i've got a show tonight or i i hate my job like like uh i hate working late and getting all these calls blah 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 i've got my podcast to do and and like i i'm trying very often to just be like no complaining you're grateful to have all three of these things so honestly those three things are really taking up a lot of my time like my matrix day job my band and my podcast the matrix day job yeah (laughs) just do music and podcasts out well i gotta tell you i've done like the freelancy lifestyle a lot and this is probably the first time that i'm like making matrixy money and i i really am grateful for it and when i'm thinking about like abundance like we talk new age abundance like when i was doing too much creative stuff like the abundance was just not there, you know? So I, I need like this, having a matrixy job is at the moment really grounding me. And if I didn't have it in my experience, I'm like sleeping in, sitting around, like dilly dallying way too much. But when I have when I'm, my schedule is like really blocked out now, I'm just like, I have to fucking just like show up and it kind of puts fire, fire under my ass. So it's, um, at least for now, structure. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I like when I started the show, I was straight up living in a freaking um, coach house, like 
squatting almost had all the time in the world to do all these things and now that i don't i'm like i don't miss that you know it could be because in the background for me at least it's like constant financial stress and worry and just like when we talk about like spiritual things and abundance and stuff like that i really when i really put it into practice like having having a matrixy job and saving money for the first time ever really when i'm 34 like is paying off so it's counterintuitive to what you would expect usually i would be like go for like shoot for your dreams um honor your creative work and all that i still think that but for me personally it's just been surprisingly um better with a day job so i can only speak for myself though you know <laughs> well you know there wouldn't be so many people doing it if there weren't some upsides right yeah yeah and totally so uh i'm gonna say hi to some people in the chat first on the rockfin side kaylee's over there and on the youtube side we've got rachel who you met at our meetup yeah nice hey she rachel says your band is really good live true story thank you j-lo uh this is my story everyone else that's lurking in the chat say hi would love to pop your text up on the screen and all that but kaylee who is also an astrologer wants to know your sun moon and rising and your preferred system i'll let you answer sun moon and rising sun leo moon scorpio rising scorpio house system is whole sign houses with the tropical zodiac um that's what i use i'm not dismissing the other ones but that's what i use so yeah do you have any reason other than it's just what you've always used or do you have some kind of philosophical uh justification for that <laughs> not to dismiss but like you know well it's it's really hard like as far as like tropical versus sidereal side and for those that don't know sidereal is a zodiac that's um more related to the actual constellations in the sky so like right now actually like literally right now where i'm at if i look up i can see saturn and jupiter kind of setting in the west um According to my zodiac, uh, the tropical zodiac, they're both in the sign of Aquarius right now. But like according to the actual constellations, which the zodiac is based off, they're like near the stars of, I guess it would be Pisces. Or, oh, I'm, I'm blanking out. Is it forwards or backwards? Because I would be a Libra. So yeah, it's backwards. So it would be... Um, more in the actual constellation of Sagittarius or of like Capricorn as opposed to Aquarius. That's what I meant to say. So this the because the procession of the equinoxes happens over the course of a really long time. And right now during the spring equinox, it's more Pisces getting towards Aquarius. But according to the tropical zodiac, you draw the the border at zero Aries on that spring equinox. So it, my system the tropical system is based more on like the symbolism is based on the seasons like the symbolism of aries doesn't change when the constellation aries floats away from that from that um equinox point that's but, kind of my reason for liking tropical too just that yeah 
the signs constellations are only conceptual and metaphors anyway and what they're metaphors about is processes in the natural world and the seasons so yeah to me it's like well if the just because you shifted the paintings that you have around your house to different walls doesn't change what the painting has in it exactly that's a really good point um but that's not a distance ideal because I totally get the other argument too. Well, no, like and we're talking like, about what's actually there and what energies are present in the configuration of heavenly bodies oscillating and yeah, a, totally. There's and like there the too. um the like you can kind like I I sometimes use sidereal elements like the the last lunar what was it the lunar eclipse that happened um at 27 degrees scorpio taurus at around 27 degrees taurus is the fixed star algol which is like the um in the constellation perseus perseus is holding medusa's head and algol is like her eye i think so it's like the really demonic um fixed star is that, that doesn't right really where the the full moon eclipse right now we just went through was that yeah right the one on the that eye? was like two weeks ago um it was like two thursdays ago Pretty so gnarly. yeah that like algal hide i know you hide during eclipses <sighs> i didn't know i i don't even fucking like my i'm like so out of it sometimes i'm like when was that but i remember i woke up like I, I was like, I want to wake up and take a picture of the lunar eclipse. And I like, I like woke up and like, didn't even put glasses on and just like stumbled outside and like pointed my phone up and took like a really crappy <laughs> photo. That's like a dot. Um, but I was like half asleep. So, um, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing with the two Zodiacs, like, like I said, you can say, okay, it's a, it's a, full moon lunar eclipse at 27 Scorpio and Taurus. That's all tropical. But then you could say conjunct algal, which is technically sidereal and has nothing to do with that uh, Zodiac. But um, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky and I'm constantly like testing and questioning astrology. But if you stick to one system, you're following patterns one way or the other anyway. So like the, like the zodiac itself is just mathematical. So when it's like a 90 degree square, that's a 90 degree square, no matter what two signs you say it's happening in, because it's really based on the 360 degree wheel. So if you really wanted to just throw the whole thing out the window with both sidereal, sidereal or tropical, you could simply study the aspects to planets and not care what sign they're in. You would just say, hey, it's significant that they're at a 90 degree angle, no matter what zodiac you use. Or you could say it's significant that they're right next to each other because it doesn't matter. Like if you don't say like the the Saturn Jupiter conjunction last last December, tropical said that it was at zero degrees Aquarius, but sidereal would say it was in Capricorn. So like it's 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 one of those technical things where you're like, oh, astrology is so fun. And then you have to like answer the tough questions and like think about what you actually believe about it. Um and my belief is that like any system can work as long as it's um as long as you're paying attention to patterns. Like you could 
I don't know, you could say in the night in 1962, the Saturn Jupiter conjunction happened at blank degrees Aquarius, or another astrologer would say it happened at blank degrees of Capricorn. But as long as you're still making that connection that the same event happened today and in 1962, it's still a pattern. It's just like the the zodiac stuff and the signs are more like adding poetry and adding like esoteric meaning to stuff, but the movement of the planets is is to a T predictable, timeable. They always move at the same speed. So that's like more numbers and more kind of uh left brain or no yeah left brain yeah while the this while like the the zodiacs is more the right brain like poetic um conclusions so i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> i think maybe there's some kind of similar dichotomy or dialectic between tropical and sidereal yeah yeah i mean well the, my thing with the sidereal is like each constellation is not equal equally 30 degrees no matter where you start the starting point at so even if you say oh my zod my sidereal zodiac is more correct because 0 degrees aries is actually on aries well either way it's still based on splitting each sign up into 30 degrees and making it mathematical and symmetrical but in reality, the, if you saw if you saw a zodiac that didn't have equally spaced signs and it was more true to the size of the sign, then Cancer would be really small, Virgo would be really long, and it loses that like sacred geometry, like angular study that you're doing when you're talking about aspects in astrology. Like if things make a, a trine, that has to be um, based on degrees. So if it's if it's a true sidereal that's not equally spaced out, then it would, I don't know. I don't even know how you would measure aspects. There would be something else going on, but I'm kind of just thinking out loud now. It's sort <laughs> of like super advanced, but yeah. You know what? One thing I've been considering about um, the possibility of infusing objects and physical artifacts with intent and with meaning that mm -hmm. there's been even like you know government has studied it the the idea of creating an amulet or a talisman in the magical or the occult world as that's a common practice is actually effective at causing some sort of physical uh change in probabilities in the world right so just as a i won't say devil's advocate because <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily saying one system is the right one anyway, but mm -hmm. with sidereal as a set of constellations that maybe didn't intrinsically have a specific meaning, but over time imbued with meaning by all the people who have studied it, all the philosophers, all the astrologers, even people that are into tarot would still be also tangentially infusing particular symbolic archetypes with an intent or an idea. So I wonder about that because there's also all the shifting and the fuzzy fuckery with the archetypes that we get in Hollywood and how we see the darker polarity of them oftentimes as the one that's emphasized and expressed. Like most movies now, the hero is like a dark hero, 
it's typical. So I or don't know. Trans. <laughs> or trans. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, so Gabriel wants to know what instrument, parentheses, S, do you play? So do you play more than one? Um, Mainly guitar. I play harmonica on some songs with the band. You play voice. And voice. And a little bit of keys. I have some like keyboards um i hope so your show is called cosmic keys right yeah so you need some synthy keyboards that's i like, yeah <laughs> like like meaning. that's what i'm saying when i started the show and i had fucking more time than i could handle to work on stuff i was like just like noodling around on the synth synthesizers and just making like random songs for the podcast and i haven't <laughs> haven't been doing that as much I'd i want to get back into it but yeah i use um ableton live as the the program and it's pretty fun it's you can just fuck around and make trippy weird noise with it so yeah i want to talk more about the band stuff though like describe yeah. the music what the experience is like with your bandmates and you know you guys were getting around in the onset of cootie's life too so where a lot we of we started and gave Cooley's up life. at that point. You guys were like, "This seems like a good time to start." <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, um, so I guess where to start? I I really got into playing music in Chicago originally, and I took lessons at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago. And this was around like 2014, 2015, and I got became. I basically became friends with a bunch of really like DIY artist type people. Um, and I still like love those people, but like over the course of time, cause you were thinking 2016, the political atmosphere in a city like Chicago, basically I was like, I ended up in basically communist fucking like hipster circles that made that like really red pilled me at the time but like i so again i like learned a lot from those those types of people who were really diy and artistic and creative and they were like true artists and i was actually really happy i got to meet all of them but then sadly in those years between like 2015 and 2019 everything got more toxic and politicized and sjwized and um i could just see the mind virus taking i could just see back then the sort of the stubborn not not stubbornness just the way this cult was forming of the woke you know i could just see that there was like certain things it was like you are ostracized you are canceled if you do something you know you are a racist for something and we're talking like all these like rock and roll like punk rock people who are kind of like fake liberal but kind of predatory on women you know like a like lot of that was, machine you, you you know in the movie forrest gump when there's when they're with like jenny and in dc and there's that like communist guy who's like for the revolution and blah 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 but then he like slaps her you know it's it there was a lot of that like a lot of like leftist um extreme communists kind of like fake feminist men and just like it was a it was in chicago so it was like really um 
it was diverse and I liked the diversity. Uh, that was a huge appeal. I was like, all these people are so cool from so many different backgrounds. They're actually artists and they're, we're supporting each other. But then it was just like, woke, 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 woke. And then I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And so then I moved to Colorado um, at the very beginning of 2020 for a few different reasons. But it, basically, I kind of like cut my teeth in Chicago with like that crowd that ended up being very leftist. And then when I moved to Colorado, it's like a ski town. Um, everybody just loves bluegrass and the grateful dead and jam bands. And like, nobody gave a sh like people in Chicago wanted to hear like feminist queer trans punk noise machine <laughs> and not acoustic uh, dan <laughs> that sounds really good and then so I, but then when i moved here everyone like was all about the style i was playing i guess just as a solo person and i met my um bandmate nate at an open mic and he he's younger he's like um 25 i'm 34 but uh, we hit it off then pre-covid and like january of 2020 and then COVID happened um so from like march to the summertime of 2020 didn't talk to any musicians wasn't able to go out and play um i was painting a lot <laughs> at that point but not really doing anything musical then i got a, a shitty day job just to get a job because i couldn't collect unemployment although i got like laid off as like a a covid whatever non-essential person still i was non-essential and didn't get unemployment so i'd like burn through my savings for those few months then i got a house painting job and then funny enough it was during the eclipse and sagittarius in my second house of money which we're having the repeat of that this friday basically um i got laid off from that job and was just like fuck like i was like destroyed but then i just started being like fuck it i'm going to open mics I'm just going to go to open mics with Nate all the time. And me and Nate um, just played like three, four nights a week at random open mics. And we were getting tips and getting free drinks and it was fun. And then we, then fall of 2020, we formed a band like randomly. So it, it actually, before we got there, I was like, it's it's funny because me and you chance hung out in colorado springs mm -hmm. when you came out here but randomly i was like wheeling and dealing on facebook and it was one of those things where like the like the daemon was like taking over it was like <laughs> get on get on facebook marketplace and buy some instruments and shit and i was just like wheeling and dealing and then one day i went to i found all these deals in colorado springs on facebook marketplace and then one was a mandolin, one with these huge PA speakers that, that my like desk is formed of now. And the third was like a camera that I rarely use now. But I was like, fuck it, I'm driving to Colorado Springs. And Nate was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why? And I was like, don't ask me questions. I'm going to Colorado Springs. Got the mandolin, got the camera and the PA speakers came back and then i had to go to work and nate was just like he's like yo i i've been just playing your mandolin dude like it's so fun like look and he just like picked it up and could play it basically so he's like really good really 
has a strong musical instincts and intuition. And he just took my mandolin that I bought there and just started playing it and then bought a nicer one. And then within like probably two weeks, he was like, like it was enough to have me playing guitar, him playing mandolin. And then we, then we got, we had another guitarist who was originally playing with us who could do more solo stuff than I was able to. And then Maureen is the fiddle player and she just hopped on board and she can just play on top of anybody. So then all of a sudden we just, in October of 2020, just started playing all these shows and it just clicked. And I was like, thank God I like randomly went to Colorado Springs to get a mandolin and then didn't even <laughs> use it for myself. I love so, it that your holy guardian angel led you there. Basically. Dude, it was totally, I mean, I'm sure you can relate, but it's one of those situations where you're like, why was I jacked up for no reason? And why did I just get like fucking, why did I do that? But it's one of those, I, I it's, it doesn't happen all that often to me, but when it does, I'm like, yes, I mean, something was pushing me in that direction. Cause I, I never well, I played think that it's thing. Seriously multiple spirit teams working together that's why it was so loud because like your your bandmates probably had spirit guides that were also like dan has to do this for it all to work out so they're all just like go there and i think that because the band was immediately cohesive and coherent like yeah i mean i assume because i saw you guys so early in to your whole thing and i mean it's it was really good. <laughs> that Thanks, was a super man. fun night. Lindsay yeah. was there from Rogueways. Her dude, Johnny, Yeti Slang, Rachel. Yeah, was dude. That, just that was super fun. And then Nate's other band. So Nate, Nate's other band played after us. And they were like funky electric jam band. But yeah, we, we played like from, we literally just played the month of October, 2020. And just like burned through these shows. And then boom right around halloween there they was lockdown number two so then you could no no places were booking bands for like november december january february and then in that time i mean i went through all this in retrospect it was like major astro transits that's how i was like self-diagnosing but i got covid i had this job that i hated um and then was applying to all these jobs. And then me and Nate, I was being an asshole to him. We were roommates and we weren't getting along. And I was just being a dick because I'm older and I am can be a dickhead. And so then we had this dramatic, like me and Nate almost didn't, didn't make it as like bandmates. But then luckily I was just like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like I fucked up. I, my, like COVID kicked my ass. Like my I'm in a bad place basically. And that's what happens. <laughs> like we couldn't, we couldn't play music for however many months. And we were just sitting around this bullshit, like COVID um, situation. And then uh, luckily we, we, he, and then immediately when we like made up, he was like, all right, we have to practice for like five days. Cause St. Patty's day is coming up. And then we played St. Patty's Day at Burley, the place you went to. So that was like our first show back after that COVID uh, separation. And then after that point, you made it through the dark night of the band's soul. Yeah. And it, I mean, it had to do with this COVID shit. But I mean, honestly, out here, there's a, it's not that tough to like get gigs and stuff and kind of like, 
Dude, when I was in Denver, I couldn't even find a single men's restroom. Why? They were all unisex. They were all oh, yeah. <laughs> unisex or omnisex or non-sex, whatever. I just right. felt bad for both sides with that. Uh, hey, can we do some questions from the audience? Yeah, of course. Q&A. All right. Slick Dissident asked, he heard the Cosmic Keys crew was considering making their own tarot deck. How's that project coming along? Is that the one that Scarlet was working on? Or is there one more recent? Scarlet, Scarlet made a, a tarot deck like a while ago. Yeah, that was a while back. She's right? not on the show anymore, though. But um, I would love to. I So I'm technically working on a 2022 wall calendar. Oh, yeah. This is a good segue to that. Like, that yeah. Is a good lead dude, in. I totally want that. I totally yeah, want I'm, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. It's it's just like what i'm saying like um let me pay you for it <laughs> i was gonna get i was gonna gift it but like yeah i'm trying i'm i have i have the the printer or like the printing company picked the the template ready i've been adding to it i put a good amount in on thanksgiving and then it fucking lost a good amount of work so i'm i'm i got a little um beaten down by that loss and then i'm kind of i was like gonna work on it last night and then maybe tonight but then you asked me to do this tonight i was like fuck it i'm doing vibrant um thanks for that by the way because the uh, other one i had lined up wasn't going to work out in the perfect way that it could if it happens next week so no this is actually better because um the band has four shows next week it's called uler fest next week um uler is like the scandinavian god of snow in Breckenridge, Sweet. Breckenridge has long like before like paganism was cool. Like Breckenridge has been celebrating Ullerfest, and I'm like so secretly like so into it. Um, Why then, secretly? Yeah. Just go full, go full heathen. Well, no, not even. I, I'm I'm <laughs> open about it, but I'm like, real. When I say I'm secretly into it, I mean I mean like I think Uller's real, and I like you know try to work work with him. Um, you'd have to but, in record but rage. most people are just like it's like a mascot or whatever but it, yeah okay so just to go back to the calendar when that happens how do we make sure we know about it i'm gonna make some announcements and put it will on my you website announce it on my telegram so that I yes remember. i will yeah yeah okay and will you make your own telegram channel and group chat so that i can join that because i'm gonna join more. yours and feel like you're already joined, in mine i joined i i it's it's nothing against anything but i just like am not used to using telegram and like um yeah get it when you make your own I know channel, it's you'll like, get it you'll be like oh this is simple and then just yeah. anything you were going to put on instagram anyway put that shit on yours telegram. is yours is super active though like when i have looked at yours and stuff there's it's like party you're room. in it like Lindsay's in it yeah it's pretty tight yeah a lot um, of content creators and artists and other general genius researchers the what i always liken it to is instead of using the dead internet google that is complete fake anyway in terms of yeah. what you get as answers who would have thought <laughs> that like would join happen. us in the chat but instead of asking questions to the machine, you can ask living human beings who are going to answer through experience. Like today, I'm on YouTube right now, but there was a, a particular shooting that it starts with a S and ends with an Andy. 
and uh, it may yes. have to do with crooks or hooks, but there, I was like, anyone got, <laughs> I was talking to my, my mom and my sister and my dad. Uh, we have like a group ever since scamdemic started, we have like a separate group, like just us group text message thread where they're like red, they're sharing their red pills. <laughs> Dude, that's like my family. And the, the day was the first time where they could entertain like, Hey, some of these shooters might be MK Ultra mind control slaves. And my mom's like, I've heard of MK Ultra. And I was like, it's, it's happening. Dude, yeah. isn't that crazy? Like, it's so crazy. I'm not in a group text like but I that. I had to tell them about the uh, aforementioned situation. Oh, right. Full on fakery. Like, that some of it's just straight up fake. I mean, and the Telegram group, I asked, anyone got like some resources on that? And Sean just immediately. Phew, let Dude, yeah, I've seen on on your channel and other channels like shit that you won't see on or just those links to like random like bit shoot videos. It's like damn, there's there's like deeper and deeper and deeper things out there and it's like the Google channels or the Facebook channels will not let that fly. And I feel like I'm getting sh I I'm having the problem like I put all these st stupid memes up and then the story ends after 24 hours and then Instagram notifies me like an exclamation point. It's like this thing you posted that's already disappeared is like misinformation. Do you want to delete it? And I'm just like, <laughs> it's deleted. You can't look at it. But but I'm realizing every time that happens, it knocks off like five or six followers and then. So now it's like I have to like delete that immediately or I feel like it's it's like adding to the shadow ban. But all of that just yeah. makes you think that all these platforms are going to total shit like Twitter. They're gone, dude. Zuckerbram, yeah. Fedbook, Sayonara. Like I quit caring about that. I do the bare minimum now as a responsible show host to... <laughs> Like yeah. at least post that that something happened over there in case someone looks for me there. But like interacting is pretty non-existent. And Telegram, not to just keep doing an ad for Telegram, but there's it's a whole different feel. It's pretty much pure yeah. communication. You don't have a profile. You know, there's no posturing of the likes and dislikes of what you follow or what channels you're in and group chats. That's all just kind of private to you unless someone you look at their profile and they share groups with you and then you know they're in the mm -hmm. same group but it's just wicked cool and martin yeah. on uh, rockfin says his damn flip phone won't let him on the telegram <laughs> my flip i wish i had a flip hey phone. dude that's hardcore yeah jenny says I, i'm such an a npc a hundred times bonus <laughs> cool points <laughs> we'll catch you on the flip <laughs> that's a good one i'm yeah, so npc i have two phone. phone matt landman also is a flip phone guy yeah, I'm. I carry around two phones in the daytime. It's fucking ridiculous. Double the radiation. Double, double the, the radiation. <laughs> um, I try to get my radiation on my junk from the actual sun, and that was also a topic in the uh, Rockfin chat. About putting your junk in the sun. Yeah, sunning your testicles. I it's I've good done for your that. Testosterone. I did that today. It was actually warm today. It's pretty funny. Maybe this is TMI, but no, the last house the last apartment i lived in like the sun would like beam onto my bed basically at a certain hour of the day that's so I perfect could do it, i could do it like from the comfort of my bed at like four o'clock every day in the a summer. greenhouse for your balls dude that shit like that would be a, a selling point feature to me if i was looking for a place to live 
I believe that there's something to that because I, I don't know. I felt I felt something. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it you just do it in 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 the buck outside in my backyard it's pretty risky like nice <laughs> neighbors could check it out if they wanted to but you know what it's my yard and it's all fine so far okay though i have a few more questions to give it okay <laughs> former vice president biden wants to know since we're on the subject of nudity how often do you dance naked if you do do you find it to be a cleansing experience? That's that's asking me? Yes, I believe Biden is asking you or maybe both of us. I probably <laughs> I probably do it sometimes like after a shower um if I'm playing music and then if I'm playing music in the sh no, well, if I'm playing music in the shower then in the shower um and yeah, sometimes I just catch <laughs> catch a groove after the shower. But other than that, so it is cleansing experience because you just had a sure. shower. So yeah, totally okay. We got a yes, yes to your question, former president or former vice president, I guess current president. He also <laughs> said it, he saw a guy in Forney, Texas, in a speedo, holding a sign saying it's all love and raving hard in the center of a meridian on a major road. And he thought nice. this guy gets it. Dude, I think the raving. <sighs> we need to rave more. I miss it. Uh, Cootie's Land definitely took away a lot of opportunities for live music. And I did have a shot to do live music last Friday night. And then I stayed home to do the movie night on Telegram. This is what the things you're missing on Telegram. We have a subgroup the mystic nights of the midnight movie or something like that. And on Fridays, we all watch the same movie together and talk like MST three K, you know, yeah. We talk yeah. over it and discuss it afterwards. It was awesome. I mean, you were talking about super woke communism. There was a <laughs> the movie trans Marvel was Zardoz from 83. You ever seen that one? So it's it's like mystery theater. It's like corny, like B movies sometimes. Not necessarily, but because I I love that. Sometimes shit. B like, movies, sometimes not. Sometimes it's just older. There's this thing Depends. that's like probably super leftist, and um, but it's called cathode cin cinema, and they play these like really obscure B B movies from like the seventies and shit. But I, I love watching that. I. I'm not a big movie person, but I love like sitting and talking through it and uh, like making fun of everything in it. Other than that, I, I'm like almost like antisocial in the fact that I don't watch movies. But if, if I, I can't talk through watch it, most and, movies unless there's someone that I can tell the symbolism to or make fun of it. Right. Too, yeah. I actually I minored in film studies. So. I took all these classes about analyzing film the way you would analyze literature in English courses. So the mm -hmm. language of film is very obvious to me. And what goes on in the standard average Hollywood movie is such ridiculously obvious, like propaganda attempt and yeah. emotional manipulation. And it's just gross and it feels stupid. So most movies I just can't handle. But that being said, with the symbolic literacy of film, when you see a good movie, it makes it better. There's just they're just rare. 
Yeah, I, I mean, watched Sardos. It's freaking funny. <laughs> it's a really wild Sar- movie. Sardos? Z-A-R-D-O-Z. It is Zardoz. the ultimate critique of the transhumanist dream. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the ultimate. Like, the guy who wrote that movie definitely knew what the plan was for right now, back in the 70s, and he wasn't down with it. And he tried to, like, warn people through the right brain. That's interesting. I mean, a lot of people saw it coming, and it's, it's here. Oh, and Martin said there's loads of bare-chested young Nubial women. That's true. <laughs> a lot of they live in a perfect society in that movie, so of course they freed the nipple. Wow. Yeah, and they're so woke they don't even sleep. They just go to level two meditation. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, but by the end, the communism really does show up because everything's on fire and there's looting and ransacking. So, you know, get ready for it, people. It's here. <laughs> Okay, I got another question from the chat that has been hanging out for a while. So I got to scroll for a second to find it. But it was a good one. Oh, yeah, I remember what it was. I can't find it. But Kaylee wanted to know if you could share a story about your Saturn return because she's a Saturn in Aqua also, apparently. And she would find it funny. My Saturn return was between... Oh. So it, it was, <laughs> it tells uh, me, tells me everything. It, it was like, the funny thing is, so in retrospect, Saturn, I'm going to grab my ephemeris. I have to look at the dates here, but, uh, no cheating. No, that's fine. Hold on one, one sec. Okay. That was more than one second, but forgiven okay so so it was in 20 i i need to be specific it was the chris it was like the worst christmas ever kicked off my saturn return because yeah that's what happened so it was in 2014 saturn was in scorpio getting to the end of scorpio and then on the 22nd or what no, the 24th on Christmas Eve, Saturn entered Sagittarius, which is where my natal Saturn is. And that's in my second house of money. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt that shift immediately, like fucking like hit rock bottom in a way, like right around the holidays. And then basically through that, um, through that, winter saturn stayed in sag and then went back into scorpio in june of 2015 um sorry this <laughs> and then re-entered in that um see the reason i'm telling it this way is because when i learned about my saturn return i was like the fall of 2015 is when it starts. But then when I was like really reflective on before that, I realized like that this time that it was like a really rough winter um, was the real beginning of the Saturn return. Then for that summer, it left Sag and then re-entered. But basically this is like when I was telling the story about um, being with all the artist crowd the whole span of the Saturn return from like 20, 2015 to 2017 was pretty much getting like disillusioned and red pilled about 
uh, the left, <laughs> like because it was like the Trump Good time election for it. So the that you Trump were election prepared for what came next. Yeah, it was like the Trump election, um, and I was very anti-Trump for because of the people around me, basically, and I was just like going with the flow. But then, like I said, with like by. 2017 i literally just saw like really the toxicity of the left the toxicity of the left in the arts the way that like politics totally just like is the most unsexy thing to add to art the most unsexy like leftist politics so just being like you know obsessed with identity politics things is literally ruining culture right now so like it applies so, to all forms of art yeah that's look, why movies look, fucking look suck how bad that's the why, sucks at memeing and look how bad like gen z is at music like there's there's so many crappy like mumble rap like face tat like crap music and also just and it's because these art scenes that are supposed to be like fertile um communities to like birth something really new and fresh and innovative it's they're infected with a mind virus straight up so if you try to go to any institution like even the freaking school i went to to learn guitar like that's like some i mean i could only imagine like and i and i see people posting on social media that my old crowd about these events and it's like it's like super punk hipster blah 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 vaccine mask required and i'm just like that is like a boner kill times 10 just like that just makes me not want to fucking be near any of that shit like within 10 miles you know so if like real ass creative people are turned off by it i think a lot of them i think most of them just fucking go with the flow turn into a leftist and do nothing and like their creativity is is ruined by it or then some are like so ambitious that they like weave through it and like push their art through it and have to be a woke artist. And then they're going to be canceled someday. And then there's others who are just like, just disassociating with any of it and just trying to do something creative. And so what you were seeing is basically like in Sag having Saturn come into it during your Saturn return. It's like, I see clearly who the enemies to the creative spirit really are. And uh, you kind of what the war lines are like the boundaries of the the war on art, the war on consciousness. I liked what Illuminati just quoted. Apparently, he said he has a Zappa shirt on it that says politics is the entertainment arm of the military industrial complex. <laughs> it's it's so good. But I mean, even like it's so beyond. Um, so, and, and another thing that happened at that time was. Um, I really did set myself up to like, quote unquote, be an artist one way or the other. And it, the way it looks out, the way it looks now is like, yeah, I, I have a day job and I, I play, I don't know, like two show one to two shows a week on average, sometimes more, sometimes less. But like um, in 2017, I got laid off from my main day job and hit like such a rock bottom because it, I f getting fired sucks, you know, and it was in my second house of money. And, um, I w was stupidly like taking, I was 
living in the city and just blowing through money. Like when you live in a city, you're just like a, a hamster on a hamster wheel, like swiping your credit card from one thing to the next. And it's really stupid, but I was doing a lot of that. And then I got laid off from my job and hit this rock bottom. Then I had to like crawl out and started driving Uber. And then I drove Uber for like almost three more years before I ultimately moved here. Um, and doing that did, it was hard and it was like chaotic and I prefer, like I said, having a stable job to being an Uber driver slash musician, but, um, it's still like kind of set the stage. And, and during that Saturn return period was when I was like, sort of had to struggle to make like the to chase that like Sagittarian dream of like being an artist and being creative and not selling out or not doing something I hate. And yeah, that's kind of what I remember about it, but yeah. Yeah. That's important lessons to learn. I was enjoying also the rock fin chatters talking about how major so-called counterculture Icons are often total intelligence agency ops. Yeah. uh, I'm going to go. Well, it's it's funny you bring up counterculture because I just recorded. um, We did an episode of your show about that once. Or I came on and talked about that once on your show. When I recently had a year ahead, um, 2022 look ahead, the two other astrologers I talked to both brought up counterculture and I really think it's about to like, like a real counterculture is forming right now. Um, it's more like it's the, you know what, to be clear with the language, you could say it's the real culture, yeah. <laughs> the organic versus the, <laughs> what we have had presented to us as culture has been counterculture. In the yeah. same vein, I'll use the metaphor that whenever we get into some kind of holistic process or practice that's not connected to the allopathic medicine or the mainstream academia ideas or whatever the case may be we get labeled as alter native when a lot of times what's being championed is a more native perspective as in natural where you like aligned with the place we are and what kind of beings we are and so mm-hmm. calling things counterculture too i i think that just like co-intel pro is a thing we're getting counterintelligence all the time the co- mainstream culture is the counter culture and yeah that's uh my two cents on that that word right it's i i think this is just me reflecting on like the the astrology of today is actually similar to the astrology of the early 1960s and also in a way the early 1980s where it's like futurist, like almost like you're, we're looking forward at these like crazy new futures, but there's also these like psyop things that are happening. Like the cold war was happening back then. The war in Vietnam was happening back then. And then I think the powers that be or whatever are like always expecting what the counterculture is about to do or what the rebel people are about to do. And then, I well, think they, contr- they, it's they, they and they, they try to take time. Yeah, exactly. I I think think I think these things come in waves, like waves of awakening. Like I think there were waves of 
spiritual awakening and like activation in the 1960s but like i think the bad guys constantly like try to control it or or put their assets within it and i think i think that's about to happen again like because there really seems to be like solidarity between people now who used to be of different walks of life like really conservative right-wing people are getting along with really hippie libertarian people and um i don't know i think a lot of people are awake like i think a lot of people are there's there's more awakenings coming i think in 2022 and um yeah there it's it's going to be interesting though just the counterattacks that happen from the powers that be to keep this f- fucking I think they're floundering, Clouch. dude. I think we're totally yeah, crushing. I think, I think it's so a, too. A big panic-stricken thing to create false deadlines and get as many people that are still gullible tricked as possible, but it's pretty much over. I think we're going to see a pretty amazing shift for our team next year. Totally. Because once I think you so realize too. the weapons of the enemy, so to speak, it's pretty much gg we start making our own stuff grow our own food don't take their pills don't eat their processed crap quit taking in their propaganda what more is there to it (laughs) it's then that's it and then you know then maybe there's two societies that go from there uh to a degree but what i like what i've been saying lately is death cults eventually they die out it's kind of like their thing so just wait it out no, this right. this shit ain't sustainable. And like I think the the woke stuff, it's like cultural Marxism. Like it was created and designed to rot America from within. <laughs> like or just like rot our natural way of life from within and turn people against each other, put people in different groups, break apart the nuclear family send your kids to the indoctrination schools and like we're i think the destructive nature of that plan has taken over every major institution that they need to perpetuate it and those like academia is fucking fucked like people are getting red pilled by this every single day like it was fucked when me and you were in college but I mean, any level-headed person that sees what these, like, Marxist professors talk about with, like, their pronouns and, like, their masked-up, like, fucking googly-eyed psycho. Like, you can just tell that that they're, that this, this is not going to remain popular against regular folks. Like, Well, the difference is that at one point they were gatekeepers because they had the libraries and they had the... The equipment and they had the means of production so to speak for learning and education and research but now even with the internet as horribly crippled as it's been since we were first getting into it the mm-hmm. fact is the information is out there on our hard drives even stuff that can't be found like on searches anymore and yeah we keep finding new ways to share it amongst each other i think we've got a strong opportunity at this point to actually figure out what the hell has been happening on the realm in real life like what are the ancient architectures where did that come from what are the technologies ancestors really had what 
point did the timeline get cut into the artificial history that the whole academic system was there to prop up? Very interesting stuff to like this is an exciting time if you like to solve riddles and and mysteries and oh, even yeah. if you don't or if you don't care about that it's an exciting time because the it's a like the opportunity in the world never has ever ever been better for innovating amazing solutions that help yourself and help other human beings it's mm -hmm. all doom and gloom on the screens i guess but in reality when you get out there in the the flow state of perpetual synchronicity and look for the way to fill the opportunity of like well what do people need right now like our friends uh buffalo rambler and legs from the false reality check podcast they just moved to idaho yeah. they're talking about starting a particular business to do a particular service and as soon as they got there people were suggesting to them things that <laughs> could be useful businesses in the area and they're like yeah we were already thinking that you know opportunities there if you're looking for it it's never been better because as the old systems fall apart basically everything needs replaced so we get to demonstrate what it means to build our own roads so to speak without the government and without the mafia it's a it's pretty yeah. badass yeah it's, i mean it's it's just hard to say like how how deep the brainwashing will go. And like th th another reason this is such a great time to be alive is because like, it wouldn't be a great time to be alive if it was a real pandemic, it would suck, <laughs> but, but it's proven that it's Shots not fired. there. This is not a real pandemic. We were, we were treating it like this was going to be the black plague. Like there's going to be bodies in the street. The, the bodies that they used in like the newsreels were straight up like dummies or people like smoking cigarettes. Like it's not real. Oh yeah. I remember the, there was a body bag, but wasn't that from like a shooting or something? There, there's a body bag where oh. there was a, you could see the body, the supposed dead body had, I was just like holding a cigarette. <laughs> so it's brutal. And, and, and we saw the footage from, Ch this is like, Chinese propaganda is fucking whack. Like they they need to try a little harder, or put more money into it, or whatever. Um, but this, 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 when you see how bad theirs is, like when did you see the the Chinese propaganda when you have a bigger stick? Did you and, see their moon landing video? Oh it yeah, kind of a while back. But it was just like, and then it shows people clapping. I'm like, dude, this is horrible. But they gave that to us and the freaking they give shit like that to us all the time. We still think we're going to the moon. Like so it's it really is like a lifting of the veil. And um th there's so much like scary, like tyrannical, like evil Nazi shit brewing. But these people are just clowns. They're clowns beyond belief. Like they have to be scary. For well, the that's Nazi a theme that work. I've recognized is that the clown crown is the same word. <laughs> like there's even in languages, the L to R phonetic switch that's super common. So to me, like I've stopped even a difference between like clown world is crown world to me. The, the whole mafia mm -hmm. system that we consider governments to me, that's clown world straight up. Yeah. But, and even with like alternative history and shit like that, like... I don't even know. It's, it seems like these people that are like 
running things now we're we're not like you th- really cool that you sorry oh i heard i heard someone talking <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a call-in from legs she wanted, oh nice she what's up this. legs yeah <laughs> we'll get to that in a second you can finish your thought and then we'll flow um, into catching up on the call-in line because we haven't touched it yet and there's a lot well there. i was just gonna say like we think of like royal blood going back really far but I think some of these people running the show now are sort of like imposters and they've been running the show for like a couple hundred years, but I don't know. Anything is, anything is possible really. Okay. You want to catch up on some memes? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. All right. This is the point where if you're listening to the RSS feed later and you're not at the live show or watching the video playback, you're going to miss some fun memes, but I'll read them for people that aren't looking at their screen. <laughs> when you astrology people start using terms that I don't understand, like his sun moon house is in the second room of his rising star sign apartment. It, I feel you. I feel that. I mean, it is, it, it, it can be cringe, but it is, it is like a, a language and a technical language. Okay, this one I really identify with as a fire sign. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, you're pretty chill for a fire sign, though. At least you come across that way. Maybe not on stage. You definitely got the main character Leo thing going on. Yeah, I, I, well, I have Moon on the ascendant in the first house. Maybe that chills me out. Um, and, and I have Mer- Scorpio. I have so Mercury and Cancer. So yeah, talk, that's it. Yeah, that's I talk it. like I talk like Mercury and Cancer, dude. <laughs> but on the inside, I'm just like sometimes raging, angry. <laughs> yeah, but, I saw. Uh, you know, Peace Dealer, the YouTuber. He's an astrologer. It totally guy. sounds familiar. Yeah, he did this funny like series of shorts of what signs think they sound like versus what they actually sound like. Mm-hmm. And when he got to Scorpio. This was what Scorpios think they sound like. I think I, I've seen and This that. is what Scorpios actually sound like. <laughs> it's like yep. basically just RBF. But yeah. Okay. Continuing on. <laughs> it's a full moon and Mercury is in Gatorade and everyone's having a meltdown, but you're feeling 100. <laughs> Dude, that's like lately, like all the bad astrology, quote unquote. I just love it. I've been loving it. I don't even believe in the bad astrology so much anymore. I just think it's like challenge or obstacle requiring action. And then that means it's opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what it kind of depends on what type of state you're in. Like, I feel like there's the narrative of astrology happening above, but like you still have free will and you're, you, there could be an opportune moment where you, totally feel great under good astrology or totally feel get knocked on your ass by a bad astrology, but either could also just not happen if you're not, it just doesn't always hit you. It doesn't always hit you the way the chart says it will like the, I mean like the moving chart day by day that changes like, well, it's a big spectrum of possibility. So that's what makes the whole horoscope thing. A little it's open-ended sketchy. and also like 
And it's you, a big conceptual system based on human ideas that are attempting to reflect nature, but is in no way as perfect as the nature that it reflects. Yeah, like if <laughs> no astrology was, if astrology was like truly real, like I think it's most of the time between like a a zero and a ten, it's usually at like a three. <laughs> and then sometimes it's sometimes it is at a 10 but if it was at a 10 every single day the moon would be just fucking moving and getting brighter too obvious. and people would just be like Bleh! like people would be like possessed or something like and going crazy like you're using astrology to say like you're about to have a freaking meltdown or a fight or a conflict and that could be like it could be literal or figurative it could be like you're or it could be just like two or a 10, you know? And if, it, if, if people are arguing that it's a 10 all the time, they're wrong. Like sometimes you don't notice the astrology. I like, I like how on your own show, you'll say today, today's one of the days I don't even think I believe in astrology <laughs> and your show's an astrology. Podcast happens like like, thank you for the honesty. That's great. I wish I could. I mean, I don't know. I wish it was more convincing it's it still is very convincing but like the more i'm doing it the more i'm like you can't be super dramatic with predictions and just be like damn like all signs point to fucking chaos on friday the best astrologers tell you possibilities and they give you like they they tell you things that open your mind to possibilities you weren't open to before yeah and i think like that's the best it, the whole gypsy fortune teller like oh i see death in your future like <laughs> the limiting yeah. thing that's probably what gives it a bad name but this is a total <laughs> this is a total virgo meme right here uh <laughs> split <laughs> your opinion is trash <laughs> nice <laughs> virgo is always right that's one thing that's 100 of the time in my experience virgos are always right yeah just what it is uh they are a lot of the times. What what time were you born? I don't know. I think it was around either 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, and you'd probably get that annoyance as someone that does. You read people's charts like professionally, right? Or you have? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We didn't even say that. But they have to have like a – you can't say 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. Or I'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so that one's pretty self-explanatory i that's, like that it's an owl that that's me although it's accurate but like it's it usually is helpful when like i recently had something where i was like wait you're basically the person's moon was on the lunar eclipse that just happened and i was like how you doing and they're like funny you ask like we need to talk so Okay, is, this one's not is. astrology related, but it's pretty hardcore. This is a tobacco smoke enema kit from the 1750s. It was used to put tobacco smoke into a patient's rectum to resuscitate drowning victims. Okay, <laughs> doubts about it. You tobacco just have this, and the you asshole. Just like have this at the uh, the swimming pool. <laughs> Dude, tobacco. You don't worry. Me. I'll keep the pipes going so that we're ready for whenever someone drowns. Anyway, doubts about it. The credibility led to the popular phrase blowing smoke up your arse and oh. this tool is still being used by the cooties needle rape cartel okay 
yeah, I think that must be it. That's hilarious. Covades, needle rape cartel. Oh, here's one. Our, you, you know Lindsay, right? Yeah, so of course you do. This is apparently the Christmas card that Lindsay and Johnny sent around last year. This is just in the call-in line, so we're going through it. But this is the greatest Christmas. Oh yeah, because they're like chick. They raise chickens. <laughs> yeah, they have two chickens. They're buddies. Can't nice. remember their names. I should know. <laughs> Did you go to her house when you were out here? No, I wasn't invited. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, another one. Astrology is fake, and you're stupid for liking it. That's okay. Why won't you debate me? Yep, I see that a lot. Yeah, I imagine you probably have to avoid the debates about it. I oh yeah, gosh, I don't I think I have like a dozen more to go through. Okay. <laughs> Sun and moon sign decided how we go and react to some disrespect. <laughs> That's literally me because I have Leo Sun, Scorpio Moon. <laughs> That's a pretty cool combination though, because I feel like I just feel like Leo and Scorpio have a, a synergy as a light side, dark side, yin yang really powerfully. Yeah, totally. I mean, all the, all the fixed signs and all, I look like at all the, the fixed, fixed signs, signs as like the defender signs. Yeah, totally. And so <laughs> I'm all fixed. Unfortunately. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Not all, not completely, but good amount. Okay. <laughs> Apparently there's an, astrological moment in scooby-doo i'm pisces shaggy a leo velma is a virgo daphne is gemini and scooby is an aries an aries my word that is awful <laughs> that's great ah uh, wonder i like i want the rest of the context do they just scooby leave it there? aries i didn't know scooby was an aries why is that awful shaggy's a leo wow that's cool v velma's a total virgo Daphne, she's she could be De Gemini. See, that's what I'm talking about. Velma, Virgo. That's actually totally right. They're always right. Yeah. Scooby, I would think would be a Sag, but Aries, Aries is kind of close. Yeah, it's pretty close. That's good. <laughs> it's my cat, a witch. Please confirm. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Oh man, Zodiacs at a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> see, this is where it gets a little too specific no there's like, some good ones in there is this the urge to flip over the table when the wrong dish arrives maybe i'm too close to the pisces cusp and that's why i'm so chill but like capricorn never... configures a way to split the bill 14 ways <laughs> accurate <laughs> uh, a virgo could have done with the tad less rosemary <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh leo tries to sit at the head of a circular table that's fun that's a Dude, good one. Th these generic ones make Scorpios like psycho. Just basically like a serial killer. The generic ones make Aries pretty. They, they had the wrong idea about Mars. Aries is like, let's fight. I have never really even been in a fight in my life, so it's it's not accurate. Maybe it's from Libra Moon, though. I'm just so emotionally chill. Mm. So you were born on a full moon then? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I was born on a half moon, <laughs> exact square. Between Leo and Scorpio. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Virgo, allow me to get into something more comfortable. Gets in my car and leaves. Nice. 
Okay, this one's really clutch. <laughs> Dude, that's ninety percent of of people out there. So good. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, I see a lot of this this person. I think they're on Netflix. The new meme to me. Great. Horoscope. You're probably breathing right now. Me. Oh. Yep. Thanks for sharing all these memes, guys. This one's really funny. So uh, what does Saturn want to teach me this time? Saturn, every time. <laughs> you are nothing but a stupid motherfucker. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay, this one Lindsay shared. And then after we get through these last couple, I'll play. That the... is that is pretty accurate. <laughs> OMG, I knew it. I do that a lot. <laughs> like the other day, I was like, I was like, this day is pissing me the fuck off. It's like this Mercury, this bad Mercury day, but it feels like a fucking Mars day. And then I looked into it and it was Mars squaring my natal Mars. So I was like justified in being pissed off, but. So planets can square themselves what they're doing presently to your natal version of it. Yeah, that's what that. that's what transits are basically. So like if you if your sun is at five degrees sag, um on your birthday is when the actual sun is at around five degrees sag, and that's your birthday, your solar return. But then like so basically there's like this the fixed birth chart that does not change your natal chart and then the planets are like moving on top of it and then like hitting so like one zodiac is moving and your natal chart is always the same degrees so like if if i should look i should be more specific but like this friday let's say the new moon in sag um might be right on top of like your your son in sad you know so like that's another way to look at it okay cool this is a really funny one first start starting out in astrology and when you go deeper into your chart <laughs> nice oh man i'm just gonna flip through to the last one hope it's appropriate i haven't pre-screened it <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. We sent that one. Kaylee. So what's your source? The actual source. Oh, nice. <laughs> love that. Plasma Board 369 is a good Instagram. Yeah, page. I love that account. Super fun. My favorite okay. meme is, <laughs> I don't know if you heard the story. It was like a, a TikTok witch tried to curse Allah in the astral realm. Like the God? <laughs> yeah. Allah? Or God, I guess that would <laughs> like, be like regular God. TikTok witch tried to hex Allah TikTok witch <laughs> the fact that that's even a phrase and then she wrote a report she was like can you hex the old the original hexer this this TikTok <laughs> witch said like guys don't mess around dude I learned the hard way don't hex Allah <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's these memes that what happened like, she was like she wrote this long report that's like dead serious. Like if you go into the astral realm, Allah is so powerful. Do not try to mess with him. Don't hex Allah. I'm like, dude, these, these TikTok witches don't know what they're messing with at all. 
That's so funny. I just want to know why, like what happened? Because <laughs> he's the patriarch or they, <laughs> Allah's the patriarchy. I guess. I mean, it, it was like a really funny, like long report. And then they started making is that. Well, I get about it now. If it's a TikTok witch trying to curse the ultimate God of the patriarchy, then it would be like higher social credit score to then get fucked up by that and become a victim of it. Be like, look, see, I'm got all this extra victim point. Look, I created another way to be a victim. You haven't been victimized by Allah by trying to hex him. And I was only trying to do it for you. I was trying to do it for everybody else to stop the patriarchy. <laughs> it's an ultimate loop. Like, <laughs> Wait, I think I found it on Reddit. It's called, is this it? <laughs> Need to screenshot. I tried to hex Allah. Not kidding. AMA. I decided, <laughs> I decided to participate after a TikTok video called Witches to Action. I thought I was doing something good to fight the Taliban, but I screwed up. Call me an idiot. Do whatever. AMA. Oh, man. So you're fighting the. That's hilarious. To fight the Taliban was the reason it was like right around the time we lost afghanistan and the tiktok witch tried to hex allah <laughs> yeah i don't even know <laughs> some of the responses you literally are so fucking stupid and white and stupid white people like you can't even be witches what ancestors are you calling upon the kkk <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, illuminati uh said against medical advice like ama ask me anything or against medical advice <laughs> ah. like, that is definitely not advisable to go china hex giant egregore entities Allah. <laughs> Dude, uh, there's people circling that black cube every day you don't think that Allah is gonna whoop your ass <laughs> <laughs> But she learned the hard. <laughs> she learned the hard way. Uh, I feel like uh, I don't know if he's tuning in right now, but my friend Alan Marcus, for some reason, I think he would enjoy that story a lot. There's really Float Universe posts <laughs> the memes, and it shows it shows like the hipster, like leftist cartoon girl, and then it shows Allah. And it's like, <laughs> image unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, funny as hell. Uh, it's great. And it's really is two opposites in the sense because the like the hipster is all about the image, you know. Yeah, and she thinks she's like a fucking activist, like which is against the patriarchy. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right. I'm gonna play about a minute long voicemail from legs from the false reality check podcast nice. and since i'm bringing them up i gotta say our friend slick dissident gabriel just was on false reality check and they had a great conversation and i think people would like it so look that up false reality check newest episode good one and okay here's the voicemail so if it's a little quiet people just turn up your device or something i'm i don't know what to tell you if you call in speak loudly because i have it turned up i love the call-in factor me too i'm gonna post the link in the vibrant call-in group soon where someone i want some like i want someone to call live. in with like a really weird story okay you guys heard the man 
you guys as if weird you want to call in with a weird think. story you can join live live and not just leave a recording i will put the link in there extreme right now. okay here we go chance and dan really cool that you are together tonight for your vibrant i wish i could be watching live but i will make sure to check it out once i'm done with my class but um hopefully class eh? i'm not too sure but I have three questions for Dan and you too, Chance, if you want to jump in. Um, I was watching Home Alone 2 recently, and the first one, of course. And what do you guys think Kevin McAllister's sun sign is? Also, is Chance really a giant in real life, Dan? And let's see, final question. What are you going to be doing for the upcoming Saturnalia? Love you guys. Looking forward to chatting soon, Dan. I already forgot the first question. I was like, I'm a Oh, giant. what is Kevin McAllister's <laughs> sun sign? Oh, Home Alone, right. Oh, dude, that's hard. Let me think. I want to say... I kind of want to say... Yeah, I was going to say Sag or... Leo, maybe. Just think about the time. Of, yeah, the time of year. It's closer to Sag, right? Yeah, it's totally Sag season. Um, so that's a, usually even a factor in Hollywood movies, whether or not intended. Kevin McAllister is like a punk ass. So <sighs> true, but he's like going to war. No, that yeah. So and he's like always seeing them, and they can't see him. Yeah. I would he's say got a lot he's of either attacks motherfuckers to Sag, I think. But I don't know. Just Sag, maybe Scorpio. There's just more than he's, just sun sign in, in play. Yeah. I would say he he has like the craftiness and manipulation <laughs> of a Scorpio. Yeah, fuck home alone. <laughs> um but he's also like rides solo, so maybe any of the fire signs, I I I think. Or Scorpio. That's my answer. Well, that's like a four out of 12. So <laughs> yeah. pretty good odds that you got it right. Like one third chance. Yeah. All right. Snake Jones posted this for us. Coffee. No thanks. Oh, gosh. I receive all the energy I need by charging my butthole in the sunlight. Wait. Legs had two other questions, though. One oh, was my God. You're right. Chance a giant. Yes, Chance is way taller than you would expect in real life because we hung out. And he's kind of jacked, as you can see. And he could probably beat you up if you messed with him. So don't mess with him. I don't have any fighting skills, though. I probably shouldn't advertise that. I just got the size. The it's just factor. pure instinct when you really need to fight. But That's probably true. I have a battery charge on my... Uh, on my record unfortunately so i've i'm not saying i'm a great fighter but i have back in the day punched someone and got sent to jail for it but that's a that's another story all right um, in the in the call in line before we answer question three i posted the link so that anyone that wants to actually come on and talk to us real time totally welcome we'd love to take some Legit, serious callers. I mean, you don't have to be serious, but... Yeah, it's like coast-to-coast coast AM now. 
Yeah, exactly. Get in here. Somebody get in here. I don't care who. Anyone Even if you a... called in last time or recently, there's no paranormal no story, alien encounter, cryptids, angels, yeah. demons. Why you think Dan is, fairies. Uh, is wrong <laughs> about everything? <laughs> I would love if you got paranormal stories or cryptid stories. I would love that. But Saturnalia, what are you doing for Saturnalia? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, or will you be celebrating it as such well, at all? We're playing. The Moonstone Quill is playing four shows for Uller Fest, which is kind of Saturnalia, but that's. That sounds so cool. It's like December 11th weekend. Then, and we're learning some Christmas songs for December and then I'm working my job is going to be busy as fuck the day after Christmas because I work in like tourist like uh, vacation rentals so I'm doing that and then New Year's Eve we're playing a house party so most the only cool thing I can report it on is shows with the band around them but Saturnalia like uh if you if it's the whole season, then then just that, I guess. I guess that's my answer. Okay. <laughs> we got a caller. All right. All right. All right good one. Yo yo. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen, howdy. Hey, Gordy. <laughs> I thought of you, you when we saw that meme of the, the owl getting sprayed. Of the the what getting sprayed? There, there was a meme about my friends getting astrology information they didn't ask for, and it's like an owl oh, being sprayed with a hose. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what's uh, on your mind? You said you wanted weird stories, so... Okay, let's hear oh, it. I mean, yes. I don't even... I've, I've got so many, it's hard. <laughs> um, all, I, all I live is weird stories, man. Um, so we, I took my family to, have I ever told, I think I told this on spiders once, but I took my family on a ghost hunt thing, ghost tour thing of the Queen Mary. And there was spirits all over the place and like trying to, uh, stalk my wife and daughter and like weird, weird shit. Where's the Queen Mary? Um, Long Beach. Okay. Long Beach, and, California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it okay? Nice. That's like a military ship or like a old ship. Yeah. So it's it was one of the biggest. Uh, uh, ones that did the routes from uh, from the U.S. to britain because of mail routes or something like that it was just a giant uh passenger ship but it was also used in world war ii as a troop transport and i think they got targeted or a lot of people died on it apparently but um so me thinking like i'm gonna you know prove myself wrong or something to that effect going on this this ghost tour like it was it was 
crazy with ghosts and things moving. And I, and my wife heard this voice of a guy go, uh, I'm going to knock that fucking thing right out of her hands. And the woman next to her had her cell phone and it just went, just got knocked right out of her hands. Wow. That's like a, what is it? EVP. EVPs are weird like that. It's like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was audible. Wow. Since we're talking paranormal stuff, have either of you seen Hellier? Yes. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. I just got Gabriel to watch it. Uh, oh yeah yeah i have seen that <laughs> you know, what'd you think I was, of that i yeah, you, i think it's first. great um if it if those are authentic experiences those guys are having which doesn't surprise me at all now um all the weirdness and uh connecting with the weird nature spirits through that um uh, what what was that? What's that experiment? That blind thing where they listen to the ghost box? Oh yeah, let me explain that their... real quick. They they came up with That's this cool trick. method. They <clears throat> call the Estes method for the okay. fact that they developed it at Estes, Colorado, at the Stanley Hotel, which is a hella haunted mm. place. Apparently, that's where The Shining was filmed. Right, The Shining, of course. That's connecting for a lot of people probably because there's so much talk about the shining in our our telegram groups but the, uh the, there's this idea of the spirit box right which is a radio that's kind of like a busted receiver that's just scanning from station to station rapidly and paranormal investigators will use that to try to see if any odd messages come through the random jumping from station to station in sense of like you ask it a question and then I'm just like, yes. Well, what the Estes method was, they used noise canceling headphones and they blindfolded somebody and put them connected to this ghost box or spirit box, but they can't see or hear the outer world at all. And they talk, they relay back what they think they hear through their headphones as the other investigators ask them questions. And it oh, is yeah. the weirdest shit. They will it's get creepy. direct answers and they're like having a conversation <laughs> back and forth. It's an amazing form of divination. Quite mind blowing. I've watched that whole thing where they put Dana on it and she was wearing the mag- transcranial magnetic stimulation helmet. They call the God helmet. So she's getting her, her brain. Oh yeah. That makes you like magnetically <laughs> basically makes you trip balls while also on the spirit box pretty amazing i i watched that on amazon i got i moved to colorado right at the beginning of 2020 started being a bellman at a hotel and then got everybody got real sick and this was like before covid right before covid and i was like sick in bed for like two days and i binged that whole fucking show and then like emerged out of it and then COVID happened. It was just really trippy. And I've even heard people say that like the ritual that they did that like invoked pan pandemic, like it was like before the pandemic. Oh, that's a really good point. Wow. Yeah. I wondered about, I wondered what the purpose of that was because huh, they never even came out with a season three afterwards. 
I mean, not that I think they're complicit with anything, but I don't think they were treating it like their their whole investigation. Just to give people a slight recap without spoilers, this is a a two season documentary TV show type of thing. It's like an internet TV show where these paranormal investigators get a tip about goblins in Kentucky in a town called Hellier coming out of old mines and caves and harassing people. And they go to investigate the goblins. And next thing you know, they're like finding out about satanic cults and uh, people that came off of UFOs. And by the end of it, they're doing an invocation to Pan to summon the nature god Pan while in an old cave that looked like there were Masonic rituals done in it. So it was a pretty, <laughs> I knew we'd get Gabe in here if we started talking to Hellier. He just went, <laughs> hey, what's up? People should check it out, though. I actually did an episode with Carl and Connor, two of the crew of that documentary, Who's, when the first yeah. season came out. And it's a very, very interesting, like, synchronicity path they go on. You it was it a lot of Crowley. In real there was time. some Crowley in there, too. Because what was that book called? It was like the Euphonauts book. Like oh right, the cipher of the secret cipher secret of the Euphonauts by Andrew Greenfield, right? Yeah. That's the author's name. The shit, the the sense I got from that movie was like the shit. This shit ain't no joke. And it's yeah, almost, you start to I talk. Like, it it will talk back. Whatever yeah. this is. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like so, so. Let me finish. Uh, let me. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got sidetracked. Finish this story because uh, before I forget, because I. It's, it's like the whole point of weird is <clears throat> that that night that morning so we had to stay there because like, i booked this room and it's just tiny little rooms in the uh, queen mary it's it's in the lower deck and it was the weirdest thing because after we got off this this ghost tour thing uh we, we go to bed and my girl my daughter was like maybe like nine or ten way too young to go on this this thing with us i'm like ah she's fine because like my my daughter like has been talking to spirits her whole life so i thought kind of thought it would be a good thing like to for her to to like kind of develop those kind of connections or something uh, that is fucking stupid but um <laughs> because <laughs> that night they're, they both, we get off the tour and they both zonk out. And um, I am flipped out. I'm like, you know, still kind of buzzing. And, but I, I'm kind of in that hypnagogic stage, right? And at the end of the bed, there's a big mirror. And in that mirror, I see this kind of that smoky, smoky tentacly thing kind of coming up in through the through the mirror. And I know, I know this is bad news. Like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm seeing a fucking demon right now. And it looked like venom kind of coming out like a kind of this kind of thing. But it had the, it looks like venom in its, in its globular state, you know, like, have you ever read Maximum Carnage where 
the where the symbiote is going from one thing to the other and it's kind of crawly it looked like that and so i call out to god and um angels like showed up at the at, on my bed on the sides of the bed and i'm like flipping the fuck out well what did and they look like they were men they were gold men big big like like a plains indian kind of look um tall buff dudes some knights um, of wands <laughs> that card yeah, just fell out of my deck and they had a staff each of them had a staff um but i'm flipping out and he just he put put his hand on my chest and instantly i was like relaxed and i knew he's like it was just this is what we do i got this and they took it away and it was nothing wow and spiritual wow. ghostbusters and, wait uh, so you spent you could spend the night on this haunted ship yeah oh wow i think you i thought can. it was like I a tour <laughs> it is a tour but they also run it as like a hotel wow that was a part of hellier the uh staffs the you know some of the supernatural sightings have a pattern of carrying implements of power some sort of rod man mm. i'm glad that you just recently watched it yeah man i i would like to rewatch it it's been a while yeah it's been a while for me too. i watched it when it first came out i just drew this card oh yeah, yeah. is that one the one of the page rods oh okay the page nice so interesting so i got a couple paranormal stories that are kind of worthwhile but i definitely want to talk to hellier <laughs> <laughs> I, we've all seen it now people are going to be really curious about it who yeah. haven't seen it but i'm sure we, we can we talk about some situations tonight. do what we should do oh, that okay. trick sometime. i'll do it if you yeah the, uh, the estes method yeah that'd be really fun it would that be, could be fun. fun yeah what do you need for that don't you need like a ghost box or something or like i bet a, there's yeah. like a digital internet version mm -hmm. of that but we could yep. do a live stream like this with, yeah and gordy you'd be that. good for it man you're a taurus you're nice and grounded hmm. have you, you guys ever done randonautica i'll take care of the like the protection spell work i guess yeah <laughs> if we do it because <laughs> i feel like yeah, there should we'll be some to. uh well let's yep. talk about random nautica though yeah, Dan, it's amazing you, you said that because I'm quite convinced there's a correlation. I I would almost assert that Hellier is almost a, uh, if, it, if it has any PSYOP component whatsoever, it very well could be like an advertisement for Randonautica. You know, it inspires. in the show? No, but the whole concept of it is setting up an industry for people who are seeking coincidence or synchronicity you know it's it's gonna build an industry for synchronicity 
yeah. I'm torn. I, I'm what? torn too. I'm almost like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, it but, feels uh, like the same as a synchronicity of when you see an ad for something you were just talking about, but you're too stupid to know your phone was listening to you. Well, right. did, there's a, a cult rejects episode where they dove into Randonautica and it was kind of sketchy with the way, like they were talking about like the black, the black cube of Saturn. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, I got oh, a yeah. speed, I got a ticket when I randonauted once. I was just going to ask you. And I was it. just like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's your sign. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to put the conspiratorial overreach into the picture right away. Like, let's just imagine theoretically, missing four one one has caused a diminishing of people adventuring out into national parks. So we all know about missing four one one and David Politis. Mm-hmm. So the word is out. And people are not going out camping like they used to. They're not adventuring like they used to. There's a big lockdown. And so one of David Politis's most extreme ideas is he has said it's the pattern of these missing persons in mass is almost like a bulk order. It seems to have a pattern where it's as though they're fulfilling a quota on a set rhythm like an economy they're fulfilling a quota and so these lockdowns might have put a hamper on much like i think about because of the football games struggling all of a sudden they had a whole season where every fucking game went into overtime because they needed to make up for lost revenue from the fact that they had so many shutdown games i did not know that but that makes perfect sense sports ball Mm -hmm. being rigged as it is right so in the same vein of reasoning there have been less people going out and venturing out into the national parks and now they need to make up for lost time and so randonautica sending people out into uncharted territory could very well be a setup for more 411 compensating for lost quotas and uh hellier is <laughs> Is definitely like one big commercial for all of that, theoretically. Yeah, but maybe not intentionally. I I feel right. good about those guys having talked to them myself, but mm-hmm. that no, I feel good about them. But I that's not to say but that I could they say weren't they were being fucking puppeteered by some entities yeah. and shit. That it did not be very good. They were being like the show that ended up getting made had a lot to do with, uh, you know the path that they were led on without them deciding to go on that path necessarily like they they followed where the synchronicities led but in all my right. research into paranormal it does seem like there's a big pattern of when people get involved with like trying to speak with entities of some sort that they're led on a wild goose chase and yeah. It's usually like <laughs> at best it's just tears at the end <laughs> like mm-hmm. at worst it's some crazy shit uh, yeah. but you know wild goose chases are definitely a component to hellier potentially but mm-hmm. what was weird is how they did keep finding connections as they went so i'm i'd love to find out what more people think of that show i would 
You know, probably need the, to rewatch it. You guys know about the courts corresponding with the missing 411? I think no. I've heard of that. So one of the things on David Politis's uh, lists, he won't take a case unless it has like a certain amount of these certain statistical anomalies. Mm -hmm. And one of them is quartz, large quartz deposits. Oh, quartz. I thought you were saying quartz. Quartz. Oh, quartz. And so the, the one fella who I think is from Penny Royal that they interviewed, and Penny Royal is another good resource on this, he brought up the quartz. And that it's one of the largest uh, courts in the country next to uh, Arizona, uh, out there by you, Gordy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's tons of courts out here. It's, and that it's, it, that's why yeah. these old mining towns are haunted like hell. They're you know what? There's a ton of courts in Arkansas, too, in the northwest region. And uh, there's a, in Eureka Springs and other springs, oddly enough which is not very far from where I live, there's a big haunted hotel called the Crescent and you can stay the night there, the Crescent hotel. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's quartz or something, but where I live, there's just sagebrush like in our yard. And I've heard something about like, it, I don't know if it was that there's like some type of like underground stuff, wherever there's just like sagebrush in the, in these mountains because of like the soil composition. But I'm in a mining well, town of, too, and it's it's haunted for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes me think of as Jenny said in the Rockfin chat, Zardoz rings, the rings they use in the movie Zardoz to communicate with each other. They have these big time clear quartz rings that run the whole AI system. It's all there. So, yeah, yeah, I've personally had the thought about quartz deposits and crystal in general under the earth could be because I'm looking at the earth as a living being, right? Not just as this inanimate ball of dirt. And so what I would correlate that type of stuff to is potentially something that has to do with holding the, the memory field of the earth because quartz can hold light and frequency and vibratory information in it so could even be like a information highway like the quartz could be the nervous system of the planet what Mm -hmm. information flowing from you know your nervous system it takes information from your liver up to your brain and around to other parts of the body so i think there could be something like that there and because our electrical system when it gets out of whack it gets damaged with physical damage in particular you can get compartmentalization of energies that is akin to like a demonic attachment for the the person who has this dirty electricity and how much of our problems right now come from things that produce dirty electricity right so if that if electricity or bioenergy is consciousness just in the form of whatever container it's in or or flavored like that container then maybe the there really is something to the quartz deposits leading to hauntings because the earth has been wounded in so many ways that there is dirty electricity stuck in the uh under the soil leading to like that whole stoned 
or a <laughs> stone tape theory, which the idea that you have events echoing from the past in the same area, or that some people can tap into and see. Like there are stories, folkloric, sure, but of like cities in Europe where there had been previously and this is, is this connects to mud flood ideas too, but there's old stories of of cities where people will like on certain nights they'll see Roman legionaries, but like spectral walking through their home, like just walking through the walls and, and marching on by. But the ghosts are like only visible from the chest up and the rest is underground because there's like a higher elevation of the dirt now mm -hmm. than back then. So anyway, all that ramble is just to <laughs> support these ideas that maybe, you know, there is a memory field that the planet has the way that in my opinion, and I, there's a lot of evidence to support it, that our memory is stored in the energy field around and inside our body, not in a specific physical, like written data on a, a computer chip hard drive mm -hmm. type thing. There's no filing cabinet where you can, in your brain where you can look at the exact cells that tell you what you had for lunch on February 3rd, 1999, but it is in there in your energy field. And when it's dissonant, that's when it sticks out like a sore thumb and becomes more noticeable when it's coherent, it blends in with all of the rest of your energy and the memories don't come up until they're called for, or there's some kind of link made to them. Yeah. Anyway, so hey jim's here in the chat we got to tell everyone since we're getting closer to the end nice. on the weaving spiders welcome channel tonight after vibrant we're doing another flow state which is a live hangout where we do art and read stuff to each other and talk and everybody just like chills and creates things and it's really fun i'm gonna be there definitely gonna be there i've got yeah. a new drawing going nice so the, the part you were talking about, this, you know, specters that are cut off at the torso reminds me of how Pan is a uh, half goat. Mm -hmm. That is a good link. Yeah. And even uh, in the in Greek mythology, Pan Pan is kind of like a late arrival to the panthe to the pantheon. Uh, but he's the pantheon. Uh, right. Uh -huh. And yeah, but he turns into uh, his top half is a goat and his bottom half is a fish, which is the old school Capricorn sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sea goat. Yeah, yeah. And Capricorn means etymologically goat seed. Well, is a, a ton of the constellations are from like the myth of like Typhon coming to the gods. And it's like Pan turned into Capricorn because he dove to the bottom of the ocean when Typhon came. And it's a lot of like, it's that story is like a serious apocalypse. Like when like all the gods have to like come together to defeat Typhon. But a lot of the ex, even like um, a lot of it is like the Hercules stuff. Like Hercules went and like killed the crab or <laughs> I'm getting it all wrong, but it's a lot of the Hercules and then a lot of like the Typhon stuff, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Yep. And go ahead, Chance. 
Oh, uh, we have a listener question for Dan, but we can we'll get to that in a second if you want to respond. Um, I just like to point out that Alistair Crowley gave the hand mudra, the two two finger Typhon two finger hand mudra, as a magical implement to um, Winston Churchill. Uh, to proliferate the defeat of the Nazis. This is all a myth. This is, you know, this is what they tell us. So you know it's bullshit. Um, but to some degree, we know that Typhon's nemesis was Zeus. That Zeus and Typhon were the ones duking it out in that mythology. So it implies that uh, the swastika is uh, kind of a Zeus-oriented you know, electric lightning bolt kind of uh, symbol. But it's still to this day, there is a Typhonian order of, you know, satanic magical proclivities. Uh, so I just like to point that out, that there are still people running around big up in Typhon in a major way. V for victory, V for vendetta, which is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 22. Right. Yep. Isn't V 22? In ordinal, it's a 22nd letter. Uh, in yes, yep, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our question for Dan What do you have any predictions or thoughts on Pluto in Aquarius? Yeah, um, either utopia or dystopia, depending on your perspective, <laughs> really, but like. Yeah, the that I think right. I think I think Pluto entering Aquarius is like exact like where we're heading, you know, like um right now Pl like Pluto's been in Capricorn from 2008 until now and now it's at the end of Capricorn. Then when it hits 27 degrees, that's the US Pluto return. And this year, on December, um, I can look because I have my ephemeris in my lap. On December 19th, Venus stations retrograde at 26 Capricorn. So that's the location of the big event. And then Venus is going to go retrograde. And then Mars enters Capricorn. Venus and Mars come together through Capricorn. And then around March 3rd, Venus, Mars, and Pluto are all at 27 degrees Capricorn, which is the U.S. degree of Pluto in the U.S. natal chart. There's a 27 again. There it um, is. So, yeah, between, like, we're already in that part of the story because Venus is retrograde in, or in her retrograde shadow and starting to slow down but inching towards Pluto. So, um, yeah, between now and the very beginning of March is this like climax point of the US Pluto return. But then in I can feels look, like it. Yeah. And then in 20 um I just, when does Pluto enter Capricorn? Like 2024. Mm -hmm. Pluto enters Aquarius. So like I think they quote unquote know about all this stuff and play with it and 
the goal is everyone knows the agenda 2030 and stuff like by 2030 pluto will be in aquarius uranus will be in gemini and neptune will be in aries so by the time those three plant outer planets enter those signs which is going to be in this decade you know we're going to be in a totally different world um so i think yeah pluto and aquarius is very like dystopian pluto is like death and rebirth it's like the deep urge for power and um it did it's it's been doing its damage in capricorn on the u.s because the u.s has natal pluto and capricorn and it took how many ever 200 something years for it to come around um so then whatever however this goes for the u.s will determine how um pluto and in aquarius goes but you know every everybody knows like the age of aquarius blah 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 like like that'll be a major like dragging us into the age of aquarius more so but um it it nothing's ever all bad but like dystopian um metaverse <laughs> reality is going to come through and the bad guys are going to use it and the good guys are going to use it so that's i i haven't really dove too deep into pluto and aquarius but that's just my like gut response i guess to that question <laughs> yeah man fascinating uh, i wanted to talk about something now that i heard michael wan speaking about and he frequently comes up on my shows because he's one of my favorite people to follow and he was talking to mark steves who i recently had on interverse the host of my family thinks i'm crazy they do their handbook for the apocalypse weekly show where they just talk on the phone and they were discussing the macy's day parade and how there was all this pomp and circumstance about uh like natives native tribes approving of what they were doing and being part of the macy's day parade very bizarre. for this year yeah and okay. uh the point that like to try not to belabor and explain this too long the point that juan made that was super relevant to where we're going now and why i'm bringing it up with you if us is doing a pluto return that means it's everything has had a full return now on the whole sky clock so we're getting back yep. to kind of closer to the like it's a new giant bigger cycle a new empire not the old it's not the same empire it was <laughs> when it began but yeah. what was going on at the beginning was the natives were selling their land according to the mythology we get for things like beads and trinkets like manhattan island was supposedly sold to the colonial settlers for a bunch of like junk basically not that it's not like that art isn't cool but you know metaphorically not any real riches or wealth in the way that we look at it now because the natives didn't really this again the mythology they didn't really even understand the concept of who someone can own the land no one can own the land and why this is relevant now and why i think we're being reminded of all that stuff and thanksgiving time and the during the macy's parade uh, possibly, and this is Juan's idea, really, is that a lot of people are having their potentially having their DNA modified, or even if that's not really something that's happening, 
that's the story. That's the that's what's in the woo right now that everybody's been believing for months. Like it's had plenty of time to percolate. Whatever side of the fence you're on about cowpokes, you've definitely heard somebody somewhere say that this is altering your DNA. So the alterable DNA comes with patents on it and patents have owners. And so are we maybe seeing like the next phase of colonialism, colonism, <laughs> Uh, you know, where the parasites get into and live generally in your colon. They, <laughs> we may be seeing the next phase of that in the sense that people are selling the rights to their own body the way that the native cultures and the mythology sold their, the land because they don't believe that anyone else could own their body. But on paper, right. they've already accepted the contract just like the native tribes accepted the contract to sell Manhattan Island and all the other places. So it's like a repeat of the same thing, but now the incursion instead of on the land is on our bodies, but our bodies are an extension of the living soil. We are the land just animate in a temporary you know, dance, but we go back to it. We came from it. We aren't really different from it. It's all made up of the same energy and spirit. So, and of course no one can really own like those contracts are all false, but if you get tricked into believing that the devil owns your soul, then you might act accordingly. And so that's my two cents on the, <laughs> Alan says, bring on the colon complications for the colonialists. <laughs> uh, well, it makes me think from an astrology point of view, like Uranus is like the rebellious planet and um, Uranus is going to be in Taurus between now and 2025. And that's like, the, I, I'm leaning on that as like a way to rebel against what's going on. Cause what's going on is prepping us for the technosphere, the technocrat control, but Uranus being in an earth sign Taurus is like the off the grid, the physical, the IRL way of rebelling. And then after 2025, it moves in the, into Gemini. And then we're going to like have to bring the revolutionary spirit and the rebellious spirit to the metaverse or whatever, because it's like more of an air sign. So you mean I like we to... might have to be jacking in and going to try to free minds who are trapped in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, man. it's but like, like we'll between now and yeah. to that vibratory rate to go in and be like and not lose ourselves in there and then come back out. Yeah, yeah we got we got to go in the entrance of Hellier and go build Zion underground, and then come back for the age of the when it, Uranus comes out of to Gemini. Yeah, and then and Neptune is moving into Aries, and Neptune in Pisces has been like, and this is all so twenty twenty five is the real turning point because by then the planets will mostly be gone, but Neptune's been in Pisces since twenty twelve. And the, little do we know, like, it's been an explosion of the woo, like the woo-woo. Um, but then when yeah. Neptune enters Aries, people are, one way or the other, going to be fighting. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's, like, endless Over war. stuff that they don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so, really like, the, the joke about it. It's going to be a bit, a different world after 2025. And, um... I mean, these outer planets are always changing signs and stuff, but 
there's more the main reason this is like a whole different world is because we're in a 200 year air cycle now because of the last jupiter saturn conjunction they were happening in earth signs every 20 years for 200 years up until the winter solstice last year that was like the star bethlehem thing in christmas of 2020 or the mm-hmm. winter it was the winter solstice of 2020 that, that that changed from 200 years of making conjunctions in the earth signs now it's 200 years forward in the air signs so we're in an air era and Big time. and it's only and then like the bigger bigger thing is just you know going from pisces to aquarius with the actual equinoxes so this is all like pre this is prep like December of 20, December 21st or 20th, 2020, last year, the winter solstice, that really was in a way like the age of Aquarius kickoff, even though it's still kind of in between, but. Yeah. You know, I I had a read on that event. Uh, It read very much like the kiss of Judas betraying the Christ. Jupiter being like Judas kissing Saturn on the cheek by eclipsing it. And in that moment, uh, I, I always associate Trump with Saturn with his big hair swoosh hairdo. And he was betrayed and there was a, uh, a betrayer came into the picture and now we've got, uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, took, took over right in. I mean, like they were playing out the, the theater of the stars here in our social whatever the theater of the politics multiple types of stars and so one of those right. people was a tv personality celebrity <laughs> yeah and hey, I, always, but I don't want to go i don't want to go too late tonight because uh, a flow state is a thing mm-hmm. and uh we can all go hang out there so i want to move us towards the wrap-up if we, we want to finish up thoughts and collect dangling chats that's totally fine and i also had a question dan are you cool with possibly I play a song off of your Moonstone Quill SoundCloud at the end. Hey, that's totally cool. <laughs> that's like the only recordings we have. And we made those. Do you have a preference of which one of these four? Um, doesn't doesn't matter to me, but okay. It yeah, it's, it, we just literally stood around a microphone and just played a couple songs. But we're we we are planning on recording this winter. Um, so yeah. Um, I had one thing and I don't know if there's anything to it, but chance you and I were talking about the Omicron, uh, Perseus. Omicron Perseus I eight. <laughs> right. The, the Omicronians the from, from Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Right. I know everything about Futurama, bro. So, so <laughs> I was like, oh, right. This, the stars, there's actually a place called Omicron Perseus. And so last night I went out and kind of meditated on that area because it's up in the, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's up in the Orange Beltish area, correct? So I went over, kind of faced that and, and meditated and I, and I, it was like, um, it's like a Qbert drop. Remember the, the, the video game Qbert when he would jump off the side you hear that? Yep. You know, you you could feel that, like 
I like kind of felt that for something about that that spot. So I think there's something in that that weird star direction thing. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see what Dan thought about that since you're astronomy guy. Yeah, I don't really know much about that at all. Um that's a cool story for sure. I'm not really just familiar with Omicron <laughs> or whatever that that is as a star. I was trying to Google it, but it really is uh, a name star. It's in yep. Perseus, you said? Well, Perseus yep. is significant because for a lot of different reasons. Like and they a just lot had of the, the eclipse there. Chris yep. Knowles talks about, yeah, there was just the eclipse in um, Algol and... Chris Knowles talks about and Omicron rest. is just like right adjacent to Algol. Yep. Mm. Interesting. Well, that was kind of in time because this is the eclipse window and it the next one's on Friday and that closes yeah. it out. But the first one was on Algol. So interesting. And that's Some close to that's not far from Taurus there, also, Gordy. It's interesting that you were drawn to put your energy there. Yeah, Gordy's a Taurus son, mm-hmm. brother, mother. So I got a short list of hanging chats. I'll just fire off real quick. Okay, good. So <laughs> we're keeping track of those chats. I lost them. <laughs> so twenty twenty-five. That is a uh, sacred number for Venus. Venus has a two hundred twenty-five day orbit, and I do believe that Venus is highly sacred to a lot of secret orders in this world. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that forward. And also, I think I just want to tell everybody to get into the uh, etymology behind the word Pluto and Plato and governor. Uh, All of these are very closely related for very good reason. And it will make more sense about what Dan was laying down and what's about to happen in relation to Pluto. Uh, That's a very significant event. the the most i mean you i mean literally it's the most significant because it's the ultimate ring around the you know the system that we're told we're in uh so yeah it has to do with uh governance uh it's also called the tiller as in like the wheel that steers a ship but it is also relates to a tiller that churns up the earth and when you think about the stars and stripes those rows of red and white stripes, those are, uh, some could say those are, you know, the cotton fields uh, and the blood that was spilled in the fields. Uh, and some could say it's the sugarcane fields. Uh, it has a lot of significance, but it definitely uh, is something people should look into. The All the nomenclature behind Plato and Pluto and governance, it's a lot to know. Whenever I hear the right P-L-A-T, I'm start thinking of plates. I start thinking of John the Baptist's severed head on a plate. I start thinking of UFOs. I start thinking of placenta. <laughs> there it was, a bingo. Someone just got a bingo. <laughs> Cotton and blood. That's uh, Thanks for that. Yeah. Good to meet you, Dan. Yeah, nice to meet you guys too. Hey, Thanks for yeah, coming dude. on. Yeah, it's good to meet you, man. You, this is a fun hangout. Cosmic sure. Keys guest candidates, just so you know. 
they got yeah, good stories and good ideas. Hell yeah. If you're ever open some Saturday night, you should come on uh, Weaving Spiders. Be, oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. All of us are spiders in here. Spider team. Yeah, yeah man. man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. When I look at Sirius through my telescope, I see red upon white upon blue. Yeah, well, the Syrian connection is a deep one, Illuminami, big time. Someday, maybe I'll digest the work of Pierre Sabak. <laughs> big bingo shoot, daddy. <laughs> yeah, come hang out with us on. Uh, oh, someday I'll get Pierre Sabak work out there and talk about the serious connection more. The red, white, and blue is a good point. Thanks for that. But yeah, go team spiders on the Weaving Spiders Welcome YouTube channel. We will be live soon to do our flow state art hangout. And. Jen Brewster on the Rockfin chat said, tomorrow is Lindsay's birthday. So people oh, it is? Oh, uh, wish Lindsay a happy birthday. Yes, indeed. Love to Good the savages out. out there. Happy birthday early or belated if yours is soon. Interverse podcast is a sag. Maybe I'll have you look at the chart of the podcast itself someday, Dan. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and this is also a palindrome day, and there will be many. Because it's 12, 1, 2, 1. Oof. Yeah. This whole month awesome. will be full of palindrome dates. Awesome. Well, I'm going to hang out in the chats uh, while I play us out with this song. But... Which, wait, which one are you playing? <laughs> I was good. <laughs> I asked. I well, just because I'd rather have you play one where I'm singing versus one where Nate's singing. Yeah, see, that's why I wanted to know. Because <laughs> we uh, both we is all come running back one where you yeah, sing? that that's one of mine. So you that's play that. Saying. All right, cool. I definitely want people to hear your guys' music. So yeah, thanks for having me, Chance. This was a blast. Oh yeah, and, uh, just plug everything again, just in case people didn't get it. Uh Cosmic Keys podcast on all podcasts, and then the band Moonstone Quill. And yeah, I'm on Rockfin, so many of you just check out Cosmic Keys. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Last I'm hearing a little echo. <laughs> a man, a plan, a canal, Panama, longest palindrome. Good one, man. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play play this track. Uh, looking forward to next time we get to collab together dan thank you yeah, yeah. thanks chance
That's right.